Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. In this episode, I chat with Steve Conway. Steve is also a Stonehill alum, is from Newtown, Connecticut, and played on the soccer team with me at Stonehill College for several years. Steve talks about his experiences at Stonehill with soccer, founding Sky News, and also how he dealt with many different injuries along the road as well. Steve is currently in training, getting ready for his final year of eligibility and graduate year at Post University, where he'll be playing soccer and baseball, which has always been his dream. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Tyler Brondike from the Guys Like Us podcast, and I am here with Steve Conway. How's it going, Steve? Good. How are you, Ty? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, For a bit of context, Steve and I attended Stonehill College um, in Massachusetts. Steve was a few years younger than me, but we both played on the soccer team and and connected from there um, and have been in in contact since now that I live in Washington, D.C., Steve just finished up graduation at Stonehill College, so congratulations, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, so I, I guess uh, before we get things kicked off, I'd like to open up in prayer. So um, I can kick us off if that's all right with you, Steve. Sure. Perfect. Dear Lord, thank you for bringing Steve and I here together um, this evening. Incredibly grateful and blessed to have the opportunity to connect with Steve and hear about his experiences and how he's gotten to know you um, and through your son, Jesus Christ. Um, we continue to to listen, learn, question, and, and act on your word and knowing that this podcast and however else we can connect is just a vehicle to to spread your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Um, so, so I, I guess a bit more context on Steve. Um, obviously, we, we played soccer in college, um, have been in touch, and a, a few things that you know I've known I've known Steve, uh, Steve for was just kind of his his involvement on campus and just kind of being the, the guy that is the jack of all trades. Um, you know, from playing college soccer, um, getting involved in leadership opportunities um, through SAC, um, and then also being. Um, on Sky News, which we can discuss in a bit, um, and then also just his, you know, his community awareness and engagement, since he does hail from the town of Newtown, Connecticut. Um, we can also just discuss that. Um, so just really, you know, God has carved Steve into a really special dude, and I'm, I'm glad I have him here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, so to get things started, can you tell me a bit more just about yourself, um, your background, and, and more importantly, kind of when you first got involved in your faith? Sure. So I, uh, I am from Newtown, Connecticut, and uh, I've been here probably now for about uh, 17 years or so. Uh, I was born in uh, New York City and lived there for uh, my first first couple years. Uh, my brother, who's two years younger than me, was in the hospital for, for a few years in the, uh, in the city. So um, I was there until about I was five or six, and I've been in Newtown ever since. Um, you know, growing up, it was just, you know, typical Catholic family, church on Sundays always, and, you know, I was thinking about this when I was 
trying to figure out what to say when I would, would come on. My brother and I, when we were younger, we, we really didn't really like going to, uh, to Mass that often. We were young, and we really didn't have any sort of relationship with, with God yet. And, uh, no, we, we did CCD, and my, um, our father was actually our, our teacher for a few years. So we did that whole thing, and I just remember, you know, if there was a Sunday where I had a game or we had a family event or something happened where we weren't able to, to get to church, I remember my brother and I being happy and, like, all relieved, all we wanted to go to church, we wanted to sit there for an hour. And yeah. uh, it wasn't until high school where I really kind of started to develop my relationship uh, with faith. Um, a priest in particular, Father Luke, who um, was a priest at St. Rosemary Parish in Newtown, um, kind of took the took the role of uh, uh, invocation or kind of bringing youth um, involvement into the into the parish in Newtown. And I joined the Squires, which is a uh, a level down from the Knights of Columbus. I'm not sure if you're familiar with, with that group, but uh, yep. as a Columbus in, in the Catholic Church, there's a, a group below that for, for teens called the Squire. So I joined that. My father was a knight, and uh, Father Luke, I would you know go out to I go to daily mass with him, and then I go to uh, to breakfast with with, with him uh, on multiple occasions. And you know I kind of credit him and as well as Saint Saint Rose really for for kind of jump starting that relationship with faith, and then. Uh, you know, Stonehill being a Catholic college uh, had a big, uh, you know, was, was a big part of my decision to, to go to Stonehill. And then once I got there, you, you know, Ty, it's just, it's an incredible place that uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't force faith upon you. But, you know, if you want to, to be involved in campus ministry and, and, and the chapel on campus, um, it, there's just so many different resources. It's a, it's a great chapel with uh, a great group of priests and, and, and people who, you know, have the same relationship you have with Christ. So it was an incredible place, and uh, and that's where my relationship continued. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, um, that's really cool. I, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Back when you know, back when you're in elementary school, middle school, it almost feels kind of like scripted, right? Like you you go to church on Sunday. Your you know your parents want you to do CCD class, and yeah, I feel like that's been you know that that that's a story with you know a lot of my friends, and that's kind of how it how it goes and um it's it's funny as you mentioned coming into stonehill college you have the opportunity to really explore your own interests and you can you can take faith however you want to right so and that's and that's really when you're able to develop that personal relationship and and dig deeper and and really just understand what it means to to be a follower and and start to you know have that hunger and thirst for more too um so all right, awesome, very cool. Um, so, first thing I wanted to talk about, um, I know that you're very, very passionate about your, you know, your hometown um, since moving to Newtown, Connecticut. Um, I think you know most people should be quite familiar with with the Newtown story, you know, in the past few years. But can you kind of give a brief summary of what happened, you know, unfortunately, what happened to Newtown, Connecticut, um, a few years back? Sure, sure. Yeah, I, it's like I said, I've been, been in Newtown for, for quite a while, and Newtown was always a place where, where me and my friends would always kind of complain about where there's really nothing to do, and it's a small town, a small tight-knit community, which, which I liked. Um, my friends would always complain, and I never really complained that much, I always liked being in town, I always like just, you know, going around um, town and just, and just hanging out and, and going to different places, and unfortunately, my senior year of high school... Uh, is when uh, 1214, the Sandy Hook Elementary School tragedy 
mm-hmm. uh, occurred. Um, <clears throat> so, um, no, that was that was that was definitely tough, you know, uh, for for not just me but my family, but the community as a whole. And um, you know, it's uh, it's it's something that I, I don't I, I think about every single day. Um, you know, it's something that um, you know I never. I've never forgotten, and uh, but you know something like that. Unfortunately, sometimes it, it brings people, or fortunately, depending on how you want to want to look at it, it, uh, it brings people closer. And, and from that from that point forward, I just kind of never look back, and I have just just huge love for for Newtown and the community of Newtown. And, and I remember the days after trying to figure out what you know what can I do to kind of help the cause. And uh, I just remember just driving around town and just going to different different local places and just talking to people because you know with with the news crews in town and everything going on it was just a whole bunch of commotion and, and there wasn't any sense of normalcy to a town that had never endured anything close to like this prior prior to the tragedy so i just remember going around just talking to people and just trying to clear our minds and get and get mm. our minds off of you know what seemed like a like a like a TV show or like a, some fiction movie or something like that. I just didn't, didn't seem real. But, uh, but you know, after that tragedy, I, I began getting even more involved in, in, in Newtown. And, you know, I went to school the, the year after. And, and I would come home from for, for summer and breaks and things like that. I was just always active. And, and I still do to this day. Always active in, you know, Newtown Youth Family Services, the the NYA the Youth Academy, and and, and St. Rose, uh, the the Catholic Parish in, in town. So I just continue to, to remain involved, and I just like you said, I just have you know anybody who knows me, I have this deep deep love for for Newtown and community, and uh, very grateful for, for for where I came from. Wow. Well, thank you. Um, and you know, so I, I guess you know after that incident occurred, um, unfortunately. You, you mentioned you you went around talking to people, hearing you know, listening, learning different people's experience, and just trying to make sense of it all. From what it sounds like, was there something that you kind of felt there's an overarching kind of theme that you mentioned community and kind of the importance of everyone coming together and, and really being and this you know I think Newtown is is super special in that way and that you got there's something something really unique that everyone came together and everyone. Kind of put their you know put their arms around each other um is that you know do you think that there's just an overarching kind of love for one another what was what was the theme that that you, that you kind of pulled out as you look back on this experience yeah yeah absolutely i um you know i remember just just for a quick story i remember it was my um i was in a free period at the time where where we went into lockdown mode and, and I was with the scary thing about it is that later on they, they discovered that the um, the shooter had gone into the into the high school parking lot first. Yeah. And there's a resource officer that's in front of the high school that yeah. um, parks his police police car out in front of school every day and he must have seen that car and, and kinda of did a one eighty and mm-hmm. uh, did a U turn and then that's unfortunately you know, you you know the rest, but uh, that's just kinda of scared, you know, just hanging out in the lobby. At that time, you know, you kind of think of what would happen. But, uh, but anyway, it was, a, it was a free period of mine, and I was hanging out with a buddy, and we were hanging out in the lobby for a bit, and then we went down to the uh, to the cafeteria just to hang out, and, and that's when we got the, the call that we'd be going into lockdown mode. And like I said, small in the community didn't, you know, nothing ever happened. And uh, we just started a drill, and, 
you know, two and a half hours later, underneath some food preparation desks, uh, we are actually hiding in the, in the culinary room. Um, you know, that's when we kind of realized the magnitude of what had happened. And, mm-hmm. and the reason why I brought it up is because I was with a good buddy of mine who I'm still very friendly with today, and uh, our another one of our buddies uh, had a sibling, a, a brother who was a fourth grader at the school. And once we had uh, received the the lift from the lockdown and to return to our, our normal class schedule, they had made an announcement that if anybody had any siblings or family family members or friends that were at Sandy Hook, that you should go to the lecture hall where there would be guidance counselors and they try to connect you with, with your family members or your folks. So we remember hearing that and we, we skipped our, our, our class, uh, our, our following classes, not that anybody was probably going to be doing anything at those classes, but we, we went directly to the lecture hall to meet up with our buddy and, and we wanted to make sure that he was okay and we wanted to make sure that his brother was okay because, you know, his brother was kind of our brother in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, the reason why I bring it up is because that's just kind of how I have operated because of Newtown, and that's how Newtown operates. It's, you know, that was our first instinct, my buddy and mine, to make sure that our buddy was okay and that his brother and his family was okay. And uh, from that point on, it was just almost like a calling, like you said. And uh, I think it wasn't just me, but everybody else in the community. I mean, the, the outpour of support from community members um, and people from outside Newtown, just, I mean, the whole world, it was just so much love mm-hmm. and compassion towards Newtown. Uh, words can't even describe, and and like you said, it was something you know. Whenever when something happens like that, you kind of there's like almost a calling. Well, what can I do to, to help the cause, or what can I do to to, to support the the effort? Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, I just kind of went around to to town and just kind of talked to people, and I just I it was kind of my way to help out and and, and support and, and just kind of create better sense of normalcy and, and uh, another uh, you know tidbit of information that I'll, I'll share with you is you know I, I wanted to do more and um, I, I kind of thought that there was, uh, was a further calling of me to, to try to help out the youth and what I did is my second semester of my senior year of high school what I decided to do in conjunction with the Reed Intermediate School in town which is the fifth and sixth grade school is I coordinated uh, high school seniors who had free periods um, to go to the Reed Intermediate School to hang out with fifth and sixth graders mm-hmm. during their recess and lunchtime. And I did it as much as I could, and then I coordinated. Well, I think we probably had about 15 or 20 high school seniors that were very interested and involved with this initiative. And the high schoolers would just go to the, the school and hang out with the, the students during recess and and, and lunchtime, and just kind of talk to them, hang out with them, talk about whatever they wanted to. You know, if you, if you can remember being a fifth and sixth grader, you know, you're wired, just all over the place. So I think it was kind of refreshing for the high school, high school students as well. Um, but the thing about it was, the, those fifth and sixth grade students, you know, they were either just at St. Hook Elementary School a year prior, or a lot of them had siblings um, who were at that school, and, and even a few um, siblings who, who were unfortunately the victims. So mm-hmm. that was the demographic that we were trying to target. And, uh, and like you said, it was just kind of a calling that, that I had, um, you know, thought I, it, was, it was my duty to try to try to help in any way possible uh, the effort. And, uh, you know, I'm really, really proud of, of how, you know, Newtown as a whole um, has overcome this, uh, this horrible tragedy. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I like that the last part you just mentioned, how, yeah, you felt this calling to respond and to, and to like to just directly help those people that were affected. And as you mentioned, that demographic um, with, with people who were, like, really, you know, really in the mix in that, you know, they they might not have seen it firsthand, but they, you know, someone else that they, you know, knew or, or loved saw it firsthand. Um, and do you, you know, one thing I, I've, you know, I've seen has been super beneficial and looking back on my high school career, I, I had the opportunity as well to mentor um, students. When I was a senior, I would, I would help mentor students who were in ninth grade. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't high school to middle school um, or elementary school, but still you know, having gone through the process and just having someone who just is there for support. Um, do you think that that's something that has been, that, you know, has really, I guess, helped you kind of get away from, as you mentioned, that day-to-day high school grind that you were in? And then also, what what kind of feelings came out of that from that, you know, from that engagement that you had with these students? And do you think that this, this, this um, has affected you today? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's all about paying it forward. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we always are taught when, when we're young and just kind of to remember where you came from to not get to uh, you know to always remain humble mm. basically and, and you know when we were younger there was chances that there was always somebody that was looking out for us and you know I'm sure you can I can think of so many mentors that I had growing up yeah. and it's just all about paying it forward and, and realizing that there's a certain demographic and, and in this in, in my case it was fifth and sixth grades in your case like you said it was ninth yeah. grades but there's a certain demographic that needs your mentorship and, and you've been there before um, and you're able to just kind of you know talk with them and hang out with them and it's not even you don't really necessarily even need to, to teach them life lessons you know it's just more of just being a friend and just and just hanging out and, and, and talking just having normal conversations really goes a long way in, in, in their development and chances are you know I'm 22 years old you're you know you're 24 25 we have mentors now we're always still going to be learning you know until mm-hmm. the day we die so it's so, basically all about paying it forward and, and just, just kind of helping each other out going through the process. Wow. Well, wow, awesome. Um, but, and then, you know, one, one connection I think about is, yeah, just kind of like the, these, these are, you know, pretty much, you know, these are children and, and you're someone who's an elder. Do you ever kind of think about the same thing and it just kind of comparing yourself and like, you know, we're, we're called to be children of God and, you know, and, and children of Christ. Do you ever think of that same type of relationship and, and, and you know, thinking about how powerful the, that Jesus is or that God is and looking at, looking at it, you know, looking at that kind of from a similar dynamic? Yeah, you know, we're, we're all called to be yeah. disciples of Christ and we're all followers and teachers of, of God's word. So I definitely absolutely tie, I, yeah. I, I think of it like that, just kind of, being a mentor and being a, a you know a, a disciple of Christ and, and mm. just being there, being there for, for children and realizing that you're you're also a child of, of, of God no matter you know how, how old you are so you know we're all in this together and, and helping yep. each other out. Great, great, um, awesome. You know, next thing I wanted to move into. Um, you know, <laughs> continuing on this this suffering and, and, and struggle, <laughs> um, in in college, I know that you faced um, a lot of different injuries. You know, so yeah. starting from from freshman year, can you walk through? I, I I believe mono was you know the the first major I guess injury or condition that you had freshman year, and then kind of moving forward all the way through senior year, and I guess you know, 
where you are now um, and just, you know, those different injuries and, and really kind of what was the hardest part about, about these different injuries too, just to really understand. Yeah. So, uh, just, just to back even a little bit further, you know, baseball is always my, my best sport. Um, you know, the sport that I, that I like the most and sure. I was never really able to get recruited for it because, um, I didn't really start to my senior year of high school, but I had been starting on the varsity team of soccer since my sophomore year. So that's kind of why I was recruited for soccer and, and I was really recruited for baseball. Um, came in super excited um, to meet the guys. I really, you know, I was a kid coming in that, I'm sure, Ty, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I think my nickname was Stone Cold Steve. I, I, I didn't really talk. I was really quiet and I was kind of nervous of trying to figure out you know, how it would how I would mesh, mesh with the guys and you know, yeah. I can't give you guys enough credit for really taking not just me but, but the whole um, my whole class in and I really loved it I was loving loving the time at Stonehill so far um, you know I had played in a couple scrimmage, I had two scrimmages I had actually scored a goal against Brown and <laughs> yep. almost out of, kind of like, on, a, on a high like everything was going great you know, I, had, I had conversations with, with Coach Reddish who really liked how I was playing and um, he was going to try to get me some more playing time. Um, at this point in time, I was also still walking on to try to make the baseball team. So I was playing soccer Monday through Saturday um, with two games in, in, you know, in between and then I would be playing baseball on Sundays. And I was really, you know, I had just started college and, and that whole experience and I was really running my body down. And like you said, you know, everything was going well and then uh, didn't really feel too great. I went to to the health services on campus and and I got mono. So the, you know that yep. baseball and soccer ended very quick. Uh, you know, early October, and uh, I just remember being like, you know, uh, just you know, my luck. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, but uh, you know, it was definitely tough to, for the season to end and. But you know, I, I stuck with it. Um, you know, I had a great supporting cast with you know not just not just the guys on the team, but my parents and my family and and uh, and friends. So um, I ended up playing that that spring, uh, my freshman year and then sophomore year. Um, despite one one week, I don't know if you remember this, where they thought I had relapse and I had mono again. Yes, I do. Um, sophomore year was 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 a breeze. You know, I was back on track. Um, with soccer and academics, and I was enjoying my time. And we, as a whole, our, our soccer team had had a lot of success. Your senior year, my sophomore year, so that was just a great year um, in general. And then that that spring um, is when we um, really started gear up for my junior year. And I had been I've been playing a lot, and I had really kind of developed. And it seemed like my coaches were happy with with how I had developed. I was happy with how I bounced back from mono. Um, physically and, and then, you know, soccer-wise. And then uh, that summer, I was super excited to, to continue working out and, and, and ready to, to start my junior year. And then <laughs> I was playing basketball with a couple of buddies, and uh, long story short, I tore the Lisfranc ligament of my right foot, um, which would require surgery, and then I would be out for about a year. Um, so that was a huge blow to me. Mm -hmm. I had kind of overcome the, the mono obstacle and I was just about ready to, to really make my mark and, and really contribute to, to the team and to have this blow in such a 
you know, a silly way of playing two-on-two basketball and just kind of a freak accident. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really dark time for me. It was, it was really difficult to, to, to continue to have faith. Um, I started questioning faith and started questioning why me and, and all those, you know, all those questions you ask yourself when, when something like this happens to to you. And uh, it was tough. Um, you know, I went to multiple doctors. My parents were, were could not have been more supportive of, of getting me the best care. Had surgery in August. I went to preseason um, in crutches, um, and then that whole junior year soccer soccer season, I was on the bench um, with crutches, just wishing I was out there and just trying to get better. Um, you know, I, uh, I was ahead of schedule. Uh, fast forward to to spring my junior year, I started to run, um, which was I was way ahead of schedule, and I attribute that to uh, a lot to um, being at such a low point of questioning my faith and, and you know I stopped going to church and and uh, and that you know kind of just realizing you know that I'm not doing myself any favors by by behaving in, in such a way and and I started going to church again and uh, having faith and praying and just kind of trusting God's work and, and just you know really trying to, to grasp that grasp that you know he has a plan and he's always with me regardless of whether I think he's not and um you know, fast forward, it's, you know, senior year, and my foot had healed great, and, um, you know, I was playing, I was playing my senior year, I had a great senior year, um, you know, just, just being a, being a student, and, and we didn't have the results on the soccer field the way we, we would have liked, but I was just so happy that I was able to get back out there and playing, and my foot held up, and then now I have the, um, you know, God has, you know, kind of helped me, and, and playing one more year in graduate school soccer and baseball, which you know I would have never thought I would be given this opportunity. But you know, I guess if if I had to sum it all up, it was just you know a roller coaster with my mm. faith. You know, in the four years at Stonehill and and in, in athletics, um, you know, academics was was never really an issue. I, I loved you know being on uh, on Stone uh, at Stonehill. Uh, I loved my my student life. You know, the academics were great. I I was really excelling, and, and like you said, I was able to be involved in so many different things. But the athletic portion was always the one, uh, you know, most important to me. As, as you know, just like you, college athletes, you know, that's that's what our lives are. Mm-hmm. That was always kind of taken away from you. It was just it was a low point. But you know, like I said, it's a roller coaster, ups and downs, and and just you know, remaining faithful and just kind of understanding and, and going with God's work is something that I had learned along the way. And uh, I'm forever grateful that I was able to, you know, stick with the course, and now God's given me this incredible opportunity that, that I, I'm so excited about. Wow, wow, awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, I focus on on talking about this point because this is obviously something that I I struggled with too. Mm-hmm. You know, myself not playing not playing much at all my freshman year. You weren't there for that. Um, and just kind of and just you know feeling like this freshman year, you feel like you really have to prove yourself and kind of prove your worth. You know. And yeah. and especially when and when you know and when the cards are down and when you're really in this valley and you feel like there's really you know nothing that you can do to get back to where you'd like to be you know in your case it was it was something that you know that you didn't have control over you had to rest you had to recover um, and just being in that valley and then and then coming out um, and and coming and coming back into that next you know next next season kind of in like all right well here you know here I am I've reloaded I've I've put in a lot of extra work. I've, you know, I've been patient. I've, 
you know, really fought through and, and been resilient here. Um, and then you get knocked down again. Um, and this time it's even longer. Um, and, you know, and, and that's exactly, that's, that's the time, you know, you mentioned this is a time where I was really, you, you mentioned that you're really starting to lose faith. And that's, I think that's completely understandable. Um, I, I, and, you know, one thing I wanted to focus on was when you were really at that, at that low point, um, what was, what was going through your mind to, to say, I need to, you know, I mean, for, you know, for me, it was like when I was going into my senior year, similar, I had, you know, I was out for my whole junior season with my, with, um, yes. yeah. with compartment syndrome. And then coming back, I, I said, you know what, this is my, this is my last season at Stonehill. I have to, I'm, I'm putting everything on the line. Cause I know that this is what, you know, this is what Christ would want me to do. And this is what he did. Um, and then I've been giving, I've been given this gift and this is where, this is where I have to put forth my effort. Um, do you, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with this. A lot of people face this challenge of getting knocked down, but then getting knocked down again. And that's when, that's when, that's when the switch, you know, flicks off for them. And that's when they say, all right, well, you know what, this is, you know, like scrap that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about this whole faith thing. You know, it's, I'll, I'll, I can, you know, I can change my efforts and do something else. But part of, part of your, your resilience, you know, resiliency and just being, just being humble in, in the process, um, you know, something I really admire. But I, can you can you talk a bit more about kind of what your feelings were at that low low point? Yeah, it's uh, you know kind of like you said, it's you know you get over that first hump and then things are, are, are good and then you know that second that second hit uh, gets to you and then you just kind of lose all faith and it's just you automatically stoop to a low point. Um, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's. I feel like it's kind of like a tolerance thing. Like, you know, yeah. most times if you if you get knocked down once, you kind of know the story. You know, get knocked down, come right back up, and then to get knocked down repeatedly, it's almost. You know, I think it's almost like human nature to just kind of be like, you know, what's up with this? You know, why me? And you yep. start questioning. Yep. You know, exactly like you're you're, you're talking about. And um, it was just kind of. You know, you know why me? Why should I continue to to, to, to believe that this is the path for me? You know, mm-hmm. no, one of the other things that we always talk about is God has a plan. You know, yeah. and then you start thinking like, so God wants me to continue to get knocked down. Yeah, so it's like, how is this His plan? Um, but it's just so important to to, to kind of stay the course and, and remain faithful and try to find things that you know motivate you. Um, one of the things that I've kind of used as one of my motivations is I'm not sure if you you've picked up on this with, with some of my posts mm-hmm. on Instagram and Facebook is a, a phrase lion hearted. Yeah. And it, was, it came from a song that, that I had enjoyed and then I started kind of looking deeper into it. And it's just you know, when you think of a lion you, you kinda of think back to um, you know, to, to that old uh, movie, The Wizards of Wizard of Oz and, and Lion the Lion and you know, having courage. Yeah. And that's it's kind of what I stuck to and I, I used it as my motto um, going forward from, from my injury in my junior year and I, and I still use it today. Um, you know, whenever I play, whether it's baseball or soccer, I usually take my wrist to to protect my uh, bracelets that I have on, on my wrist and I always yeah. write line hard just as a reminder that, uh, you know, just to have courage and to, to remain faithful and just kind of, um, you know, just to know that there are unfortunately people that are in worse situations than, than yourself and just to have courage to, mm. to dig yourself out of that hole and not to bring back a new town but uh, you know it whenever 
I'm at a low point, and, I, and I, that's it's part of what kind of helped me dig out of my my low point my junior year. It's just kind of the thing to you know to the victims that didn't have the opportunities that I did, you know, didn't yep. get the chance to go to college. And it's not just the victims from the same tragedy, but you know, people you know across the across the world. Um, you know, I, I think I mentioned this to you this the statistic once or twice. There are 5.6% of high school soccer players going to play in college, whether that's D1, D2, or D3. When you kind of think about that, and you think about the amount of high school soccer players in the in, in America, um, you know, we were given a gift. We were, you know, we were given such a great opportunity, and uh, you know, just uh, things like that. You know, just you, you gotta find little pieces of motivation and things to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And then I think once you find those little things, you start piecing it together and then you dig yourself back out of this hole. You start, you know, regaining your faith. And then from there, um, I think your, your faith is so much greater that you've been able to dig yourself out of this hole um, that it's, you know, it's it's all worthwhile and, and you even deepen your faith. Yeah. Uh, yes. right. Wow. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, holding on to something and then just really trying to make make the most of whatever you have, knowing that you're incredibly incredibly um, grateful for everything that you've been given. And I, I also really like the point um, you mentioned that you would tape your wrist too um, and just put Lionhearted uh, and write it on there. And I think these reminders, these habits, rituals, you'll see it. You know, I'm, I'm sure you know. You'll see it with a lot of baseball players have these have these rituals or, or, you know, things that they, they'll do pregame. And then this is true for, every, you know, a lot of athletes. Um, and, it, you know, developing this habit and this ritual, um, and especially when you, you know, you say Lionhearted, and it really, it channels that that inner courage and inner strength. Um, I think that's super, super, super cool and super important and something that I would encourage other people to, to do as well. Um, it, it find something that can, can that you can, um, remind yourself and remember every day that that keeps you you know well grounded and also strong um, in yourself. So I, I really enjoy that. Um, and so let's see. Um, I you know I, I guess as you mentioned, um, I think oftentimes through challenges and just through struggles, I think we start to channel our our energy and our just other interests into different ways. And that's something that I know I did. I mean, even developing this podcast and developing guys like us, that was something, you know, with, if I'm not, if I'm not content or happy with something, I think we're sometimes God will, you know, pull us in different directions. Um, I know that you're, you know, you, you were involved in, in sky news. Um, can you, can you talk a bit more about kind of sky news? What, what, you know, what it is in general. Um, and then also how you got in, uh, involved and how, and how it got started. Yeah, so um, coming into coming into Stellar Hill as a freshman, I knew that I wanted to, to major in communication and I wanted to be on TV. I really wanted to be a news reporter and a news anchor. And yeah. That's kind of what I had really wanted to do ever since I was, you know, uh, a little kid. And, um, you know, I, I remember going to the uh, communication head at the, uh, the communication department at Stone Hill and asking... Um, you know, I, I, I understand that there's a new TV studio, a fairly new TV studio that's been, been renovated for the last couple of years. Is there any, uh, you know, TV broadcast or is there any group that I can be a part of? And I remember the communication uh, director uh, just saying no, but you can start one. 
And her saying this to a freshman who just started out, and you know, we just went over my, you know, my beginning of my freshman year, and it was really overwhelming to me. But I realized that this was a great opportunity that you know I probably would not have been given if I went to to a bigger school, um, you know, such as UConn or, or BC or, or some of the other schools I was I was looking at. Um, you know, I think that's just you know as a little plug for Stonehill or any small school. It's just one of the great things about going to a small school is that you have opportunities like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that you probably wouldn't be able to, to get at a bigger school. So I was given that opportunity. I started it my freshman year. I started with the with the graphics. I you know I named it Sky News. I tried to bring a, a couple of friends that were interested in, in, in pursuing a, a career in, in TV and news reporting. Um, our freshman year we started, started it with three or four students and then um, closing my senior year, just this past semester, we, we actually ended up with 14 or 15 <laughs> since, uh, you know, crew and, and, and not air talent. So it was just incredible how much it grew. Um, and I really, I think I grew as, as a leader and, um, you know, just as an individual, I was able to really perfect my craft on air uh, reporting. And it was just such a unique opportunity that I was given. And I'll really be forever grateful. And, I remember being a freshman and, and managing, you know, juniors and, and sophomores and juniors and trying to figure out how I'm going to be able to do this. And just with anything, it's just, you know, staying the course and, and remaining faithful and just understanding that, that God is always with you in, in, in different uh, struggles that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's kind of really what, what, what kept me going. But it was just, you know, like I said, such a unique opportunity and an incredible opportunity that, you know, words can't describe then. That I was able to uh, to pursue such you know such a such an experience at, uh, in college, and uh, you know I can only hope that uh, my experiences at Stonehill will uh, hopefully uh, help me land a job once that <laughs> was over. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, what what I was thinking about is Stone Cold Steve from right from freshman <laughs> from um, first semester freshman. And then now, like, you know, Stone Cold Steve, Steve, because, you know, maybe you're a little bit quiet um, or, you know, how, however, you know, you would describe yourself. Um, and then and then now you're kind of had, you know, flipped the script and, uh, you know, are someone that's very comfortable public speaking, very well spoken and have the opportunity to to, um, to to connect and, you know, speak with just incredible, you know, incredible people and have these awesome conversations on air. Um, and just be in front of people and, and broadcast this, right, and stream it. Um, and I think, as you mentioned, right, God gives you the power, and you have no idea where something could start and where it, and where it could le- it'll lead you. Especially now that there's you know 14 or 15 people that you know have that are involved in Sky News too, too, which is just how crazy you know that how crazy it can grow. Um, so that's wow, that that's super cool. Um, I guess last, you know, last few questions I had, um, what's, so you, you just graduated, uh, from Stonehill. What's on the agenda next? So, so like I mentioned, I, I, because of that junior year with my injury and, and missing that whole year, I still have one more year of NCAA eligibility. Mm-hmm. And after the soccer season ended my senior year, I remember being upset just, you know, as you can imagine, uh, you being in, in similar shoes two years yeah. prior, um, that you know, Stono soccer is over, and what am I going to do now? And I, all I've known is being an athlete, and uh, I kind of realized that 
you know, I still had one more year, and I was always in the back of my mind to try to play. Uh, Stonehill, as you know, doesn't have any graduate programs, so Correct. I had the option of staying at Stonehill, which I had that conversation with, with Coach Reddish briefly, uh, but I wouldn't be able to graduate with my class, I wouldn't be able to, to walk with my class and actually have a, a physical graduation. I'd have to take one less class uh, this past spring semester, take one class uh, this upcoming fall semester, I would have to live off campus and I would graduate uh, by just getting my diploma at an office in, in, in December. So mm-hmm. that wasn't something that uh, I was really interested in. I really wanted to have my own graduation walk in my class that I've been with the past four years. So I really kind of took a gamble um, of, you know, easily being able to play one more year at Stonehill, being familiar with, with the coaching staff, with, with my teammates. Took a gamble in trying to figure out to play in graduate school. And I remember going through the, you know, I'm talking about I remember, it was only a couple months ago, I, I went through the recruiting process again, which is weird in itself, and I was talking to baseball coaches, soccer coaches, um, and, you know, lo and, lo and behold, I got in contact with um, a friend of mine who just started assisting at Post University in Waterbury, which is a small division to a school, and I was asking him, you know, uh, you know if there's any opportunities to play, you know if any coaches are looking for for players, and um, he started assisting at post, and the head coach at post used to be my premier coach um, back in back in high school, and it was just something that never even crossed my mind, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I met with him over uh, Christmas break, we, we kind of hit it off, showed him some tape, um, and he actually, without even asking me, contacted the baseball coach, the baseball coach, thankfully, uh, lucky for me, had known me from high school because Post is, is pretty close to Newtown in Waterbury, Connecticut. Um, sent him a couple tapes, and long story short, I'm, I'm going to be playing soccer and baseball at Post University in Waterbury uh, next year and beginning a master's program in, in public administration. So it's such a, an incredible opportunity yeah. that's been given to me um, just to play one more year of soccer and finally be playing college baseball, something that I've always wanted to do. Um, and it's kind of master's program. He's you know so close to home. Um, it's a conference that's not in the same conference as Stonehill, but it's a conference that uh, there are a lot more New York and New Jersey teams, which is great. That you know because my family, my immediate family is obviously here in Newtown, which is which is much closer to the New York board. Uh, but my extended family, aunts and uncles, all live in, in the in the tri-state area. So. I just can't wait for this opportunity. Of course, it's going to be you know not the same as Stonehill soccer, but um, that's what's on the docket at least for the the immediate future. And then after okay. that, um, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll leave that in God's hands. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what What struck me is you didn't have the opportunity to play baseball at the collegiate level, or you know, like you wanted to, and 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 just now finally having that chance to play. Um, I think just, you know, God's promises and, and that, you know, he delivers, man. Like, yeah. I think simple, you know, simple as that. That's, um, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, if anything, my whole story, it just kind of serves um, as a reminder that he just works in mysterious ways. And, and I knew from the beginning that I stepped foot on, on summer college campus that I wanted to be a two-sport athlete in college. I had turned away. You know, a couple coaches you know, that didn't let me play two sports, and I knew that that would be an opportunity at Stonehill. It didn't work out that way, and, and I finished out my, my Stonehill career always just being kind of bitter about that. But, mm-hmm. you know, like you say, like any, uh, any man or woman in faith says, God works in mysterious ways, and he has a plan, and you just got to stick the course. And 
and it's just crazy that uh, that he's delivering, and uh, it's just an example that he's always with you, and he's always delivering, and, and he's always up to something. Sweet, um, really, really exciting, um, and and obviously I'll be I'll be watching you, or you know, if not if not in person, um, then I'll definitely be streaming <laughs> for wherever I am. But um, la- last thing. Um, what kind of advice do you have for others who are looking to get started and, or, and get, get more involved in, um, in, following, in following Christ and walking with Him? Just, uh, just to find somebody that, that you look up to that, that has such a deep relationship with Christ. Sure. Uh, like, you know, like I said, you know, it wasn't until high school that I really started becoming uh, you know, interested in my, in my faith and started going to, to church not just with my family but, but daily masses and, uh, you know I, uh, I mentioned Father Luke earlier I mentioned him again he was one of the, the first people that, that I looked to as a, as a mentor and, and then I remember going to to Stonehill in my freshman year I was trying to figure out you know geez you know are, 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 do people go to church do students go to church and am I, I going to find people that are as interested in, in, in faith as, uh, as I am and uh, I went, I remember going to the morning mass, uh, Sunday morning, there was really no students, and it was just mostly families from around the area, and I was like, oh great, you know, that's, I really am going to be the only student. And it wasn't until later that I realized that the students go to the night masses at 7 and 9, and there was a whole bunch of students that were there, and they were just very similar to me as far as um, having a, a deep, deep relationship with, with Christ. And, and really interested in, in their own faith. So just finding people that are like you and, and just not being afraid, um, just not being afraid. Um, I know you and I, our buddy Carter, uh, and, and you as well, were very uh, involved in, in athlete Bible study. And uh, that was something that uh, really was such an important um, experience for me at Stonehill was to be able to, to sit in a room with athletes and and you know, football players, soccer players, uh, you know, baseball, uh, lacrosse, you know, softball, you know, girls soccer, girls soccer, you know, men and women, just kind of talking about your relationship uh, with Christ um, in terms of, of athletics. And and I, I started going when you know I was in a, in a dark place. Um, I should mention this earlier, but athlete Bible study really helped me out um, with with kind of digging myself out of that hole junior year. So my advice would just be. You know, just to find people that that, that share similar sentiments and, and find people who you want to uh, strive to be like um, mm-hmm. in terms of having a relationship with Christ. And uh, chances are they're going to take you under your wing, and um, you know you're not going to regret your journey. It's a journey for sure, uh, but it's uh, worthwhile. Excellent. Thank you so much for for that um, final final nugget. Um, Anything else that you want to leave us with? And also, where can people find you if they're interested in, in keeping tabs on your, I guess, your, just, you know, your, your life in general? Sure. Uh, well, first, you know, thank you, Ty, for, for kind of creating this. Um, it's, it's such a, a great idea. It's such a cool idea to, to have this, this virtual Bible study in this, in this podcast. It's something that I think is really important, especially for young men, to, to get involved with and not to be afraid uh, to be involved with something like this. So, so thank you, Ty, for, for, for doing this. Um, if anybody has any interest in following me um, athletically, I, I did recently create a Instagram 
uh, fitness account, stevie.conway.fitness. Um, I basically just kind of post videos of myself working out. Um, not too exciting or anything like that, but uh, something that I just kind of started and, and figured, um, you know, what the heck. Uh, so you can follow me on that. Um, and then, you know, on the, the Post Athletics website, hopefully, you know, um, in a few months and, and um, eager to, to start that, that opportunity. So Great. Great. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you, t- you know, having you um, on this episode and, and the show in general. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm confident that you're going to touch a lot of different lives that, you know, as you mentioned, you have no idea that, you know, you'll, you'd influence because God works in mysterious ways. So um, thank you so much. And would you mind closing us out in prayer? Thank you, Todd. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. God, thank you very much for, for this opportunity for, for Ty and I to come together to talk about our relationship with Christ and to just kind of have these conversations that are so important um, and so necessary in, in developing and, and leading um, in, in, in your ways and, and following you. And, and thank you for, for all the opportunities that you've given us. And, and we pray for for the future opportunities and, and your, your, your future wisdom and, and, your, and your works in, in our lives. And we pray that you continue to help not just Ty and myself, but for uh, all the young men across the, across the country who, who need you and, and need to, to, to have a relationship with you. And we pray that you just kind of touch them and, uh, and just kind of to, to lead them to, to a better life and, and to a deeper relationship with you. In God's name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks so much, Steve. Um, look forward to keeping keeping updates on your Instagram um, page and also through Post Athletics. Thanks, thanks so much and have a good one. Thanks, Ty. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Have a good night. Thank you all for joining Steve and I this evening. Incredibly grateful and awesome to have Steve on the show. And as we said, a lot of great opportunity going on right now in in our lives and excited to see what Steve has in store um, at Post University and later on in life. Thank you for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon.